This morning, this, this is a little, this is the ride we're going to go on. We're going to have some fun early on. I'm going to get your spirits lifted up. Then I'm going to tough love you. And then I'm going to love you at the end. Is that okay? All right. So I just want to first, before I get into this, thank everybody that helped out the food giveaway yesterday. If you could just give them a round of applause. Uh, we had probably in, in the neighborhood of 40 volunteers here yesterday just handing out food and being Jesus to people as they came through. And I think we gave around 325 produce boxes away and about 350 on the dairy, which is good news for you because we had 400 dairy. So today after service, we're going to have the rest of the dairy boxes that, that were left out there in the, in the lobby. So you can stop and get one on your way out if you'd like to have one. Some good stuff in there. If you like chocolate milk, there's some in there. Okay, so those will be available to you guys on the way out. And also with the food giveaway, July 25th is our next one. Uh, I know several of them told me yesterday that have been coming for the first few that we've had that they won't be able to be here that day. So guess what? I need some new faces on the 25th uh, so we can continue this ministry and we continue, continue giving these boxes of food away to the community that come in. So if you can help us out, let me know, please. New faces, I need you guys. We need you here. Um, otherwise, it makes it difficult on the ones that you know, show up. And we don't have that extra help. So see me after church or message me sometime this week. July 25th will be the next one. We've also set some up for August as well. So it's just a great ministry, a uh, great way to reach the community. Um, and a couple thank yous, and it's kind of odd and off course here a little bit, but Ed Wason and Mark Miller, they make this church look good on the outside. So I just want to tell them thank you today. It's great to pull up and see how clean and mowed and everything looks nice outside every time you come in here. So I appreciate you guys for that. Um, I'm, this, this is the fun part. I've been known to do some strange things up here. Um, nothing ungodly. But you know, I thank God and Jesus while he walked the earth like that to have a good time. So we're going to start off this morning um, with a little chant back and forth to each other. You're going to repeat me and I'm going to have some music backing it up. And we're all going to get on our feet and we're going to have a good old time before I get started. Um, some of you guys still need woke up because you, know, you got sleep in your eyes and things like that. So we're going to do that. And the way this is going to go is I'm going to say uh, four different things and you're going to repeat those back to me one at a time. Now, you may recognize this instrumental. We are not singing this song. We are singing the words that I give you. <laughs> okay? So I will start by saying, I can. And you'll say, I can. I'm going to say, you can. We can. we can. I've got your back. I've got your back. Now it's going to go with the flow with the music. So it's going to be I can. I can. You can. We can. We can. We can. I've got your back. You've got to say it with some feeling, all right? So everybody up on your feet. Let's go. Rick, why are you making us do this? Because <laughs> I like to do strange things sometimes, all right? And this is just a, a good way to get it going, all right? All right, here we go. If you want to hit that track for me. Yes. You don't hear this every day. Remember, you're repeating after me. All right, here we go. I can. You can. We can. I've got your back. 
I've got your back. I can. You can. We can. I've got your back. I've got your back. One more. I can. your back. I've got your back. All right. Yeah. <laughs> the thing I've always learned about Ultraville Church since I've been coming here over five years ago is that you never know what to expect sometimes. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. We don't want to get predictable and in a rut every week we come in here, right? We want to worship the Lord and serve the Lord and, and do things that will glorify the Lord. And through all of that, saying, I've got your back, the Lord wants us to have each other's backs. Amen. Amen? So I'm going to be talking about that this morning. I've got your back. And we all need accountability. We all need to know when, hey, I'm slipping a little bit. And we need people in our lives. We need people in our church that'll have our backs during those times. That'll say, hey, I've got you. I'm gonna help you through this. We're gonna help you through this. We wanna see you make it. We wanna see you win. We wanna see you make it into heaven, so we're here for you. I've got your back. And we need those accountability people in our lives. We need those people to hold us accountable and have our backs, and we need those real godly friends in our church and in our lives. We need those people that'll speak into us when we can't speak to ourselves, when we can't encourage ourselves, we need people to do that for us. And we need people, again, to hold us accountable. We've got a little skit we're going to do this morning. I'm not really going to do a whole lot with it except narrate it. But um, if Grace and Danielle come on up here, I'll kind of get off to the side and let you guys do your thing. But talking about accountability and what does that mean? You know, what does that mean to have somebody that holds you accountable? And we're going to see these little, three little skits here real quick that can maybe show us what it means to have somebody that holds you accountable. So here we go. Come on out. I'm pretty sure the narrator has the first Oh. <laughs> I did my line. What does that mean? Does it look like this? Hey, Danielle. I'm glad you could make it. I've got to talk to you. My life is in shambles, and I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, okay. What happened? Well, I blew it again. I slouched off on my diet, and I ate some Oreo cookies. You're this upset over some cookies? How many was it? I ate two. Two cookies? You're upset over two cookies? No, I ate two boxes of Oreo cookies. Two boxes? That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Hold up, let me make a TikTok about this. I low he could get famous. <laughs> uh, none of us would want that person to be our accountability partner. So let's see another person's take on what accountability is. Let's try this again. State your identity number and code name. ID number 24026, code name Dirty Rotten Center. I knew it was you. Now what was your sin this time? I, well, I, uh... Well, spit it out, you vile sinner! Okay, okay! Well, when I was driving to school this morning, I may have went 
37 in a 35 mile per hour zone. I'm sorry, okay? Two whole miles over the speed limit? That's horrible. I can't believe you'd commit such an appalling crime. Why, I can feel the fires of hell growing hotter in account of you. I hope you're happy now. You're gonna burn. Well... Anybody want to sign up for that accountability? <laughs> Unfortunately, that some of that's out there. Um, let's check one more scene here to see what this accountability could look like. Hey, I need some help. Oh, okay, sure. What's up? Well, you see, I've kind of been doing things I shouldn't be doing lately. Well, what are you going to do about it? I, I don't know. I have no idea, but I was hoping maybe we could talk about it. Talk about it? That's not going to help. You're just not spiritual enough. That's why you keep sinning. Here, this is what I want you to do. I want you to read the whole Old Testament this weekend. Uh, okay. And I want you to pray like 12 times a day. Uh, okay. Is that all? Is that all? No. You gotta top it all off with a biblical diet taken straight from the pages of Leviticus. Do all that, and you should be spiritual enough to stand up against those temptations. I gotta go. Other sinners need me too. Well, that's probably not your cup of tea either, and probably not the kind of accountability that we wanna have in our lives. But I am here to tell you this morning that we need each other. Amen. We need each other. We need to have each other's backs, and we need to be accountable to each other. We also need to realize when you have somebody's back, sometimes that means you've got to help them through some difficult situations in life and not run away when they're struggling and not cast them off when they're struggling. You know, the first ones to cast a stone sometimes when we mess up are often people in the church. I told you, tough love here first. We're, all, we're often the first ones to, man, you messed up again. What does it matter with you? Why can't you get this right? It's not the accountability that people are looking for. Um, we easily forget what it was like in our lives or what it is still like oftentimes, what, it, what it's like to have a rough patch, to come up against some things that the enemy tries to take us out with. We forget about that sometimes, that that's happened in our own lives and where we've come from. We're easily, we easily forget that, and we, and we just don't have compassion for other people that are dealing with the same things. You guys know people turn on people? I knew it would be quiet. <laughs> there's unkindness, there's bitterness, there's gossip, there's vicious plottings, there's horrible intentions, there's harsh words, there's backstabbing, and all sorts of stuff that people have to deal with on the account of other people. And I'm just talking about in the church. Woohoo! So, so quiet. Jesus taught us such a valuable lesson on the cross that we often forget, even as established, biblically knowledgeable Christians, that there is forgiveness. There is forgiveness, there is compassion, there is love for everyone. If you, in this morning, if you think others have done something to ruin your life or ruin your day, 
or ruin your opportunities or ruin your dreams or block your goals or do anything that comes up against you, forgive them. Forgive them. We have such a time with it, doing that. But forgiving others is the key to living in this freedom in Christ because he did that for us first. And there's such a freedom when you can say, I, f- I forgive you. You've really hurt me, but I forgive you. And I'm going to love you through this anyway. We forget what he did for us on that cross. Or the next time you want to just up and quit church and quit on God because someone in the church offended you or hurt you. Don't forget that Jesus was broken and bloodied and bruised and beaten and ridiculed and mocked and ashamed. He was shamed in front of everyone. All these people that he came to save and to love and help change, the very people put him on that cross. So everything we deal with, everything we struggle with, everything we have to go through, he's already been there. And he loved him anyway. He forgave him anyway. Such a valuable lesson to remember. And we also need to understand when when we're hurt by someone in the church or someone outside the church, when that happens to us, you have to understand that your, your faith was not established in a man or a woman or someone in this. It wasn't established in someone in this church that may have hurt you or have done something to you. It's established through Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross. Amen. So many times we want to put faith in man and, and, and we're gonna, man's going to let you down. You guys understand that. You know that. People are going to hurt you. But that's not where your faith is found. It's found in a man called Jesus. And if, if people have hurt you, I'm sorry. If there's people in this church that have hurt you, I'm sorry. If I've hurt you, and I'm sure I've hurt people in this church, I'm sorry. See how easy it is to say those two words? I'm sorry if I've hurt you. I'm sorry if somebody else has hurt you. When people come to you and say that, accept it. Love them through it. And then move on serving the Lord together. We're better together when we can do that with each other. I'm sorry. You're sorry. Let's forgive. Let's work towards getting people to Christ. And guess what? Even if they don't apologize, forgive them anyway. Because if you walk around with bitterness and hurt and anger towards someone, that's going to eat you alive, and then your focus has shifted from him to that problem. And you walk around in bitterness that's just consuming you, and and you've lost what you're supposed to be doing. You've shifted your focus off of why we're here. Forgive them anyway. When we stay bitter and we never get better, and Jesus isn't the center of our lives anymore, and our thoughts anymore, that is not a healthy place to be. It's not a healthy place to be as a Christian. 
1 Thessalonians 5.15. We're going to be jumping around in some different scriptures this morning. Tough love, Rick. Tough love. I've told you guys before, every time I get a chance to speak, an opportunity to preach, it's right back at myself all the time. I think that's important um, in your Christian walk to, to hold yourself accountable, to not be afraid to admit when you mess up, you make mistakes. 1 Thessalonians 5, 15. Everybody there? See that no one repays another with evil for evil, but always seek after that which is good for one another and for all people. So whether unto a Christian or a non-Christian, however great that they provoke you, anybody have people that sometimes just get under your skin? No matter what they're doing, we're not to repay evil with evil. And a lot of times we take on this mindset when somebody does something to us, I'll show them. I'll show them. I'll get back at them. Or, I'm just not going to talk to you. And we just give them the silent treatment forever long because we're upset with them. We don't want to talk to them. My goodness, I'm so glad Jesus doesn't do that to me. Every time I hurt him, every time I do something opposite of what he'd want me to do, I'm so glad he doesn't say, I'll show you, Rick. I'm done with you. I'm not talking to you. He doesn't do that. And we're imitators of him. Supposed to be. Let's go to Ephesians 4.32. Another thing on Thessalonians is it says to always follow or pursue. We need to always pursue what's good for us and what's good for those people around us. Ephesians 4.32 says to be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. Let me tell you guys a story that happened a couple Wednesdays ago. I made somebody mad. Yes, again, I told you I do that sometimes. Not intentional. Um, I'm not going to use their name, but I went up and talked to somebody after church a couple Wednesdays ago. I said, how's it going? And she said, I'll paraphrase, I'm not, I don't want to you know, put words in her mouth, but it was to the extent of, I'm frustrated with you. I said, what? What'd I do? I didn't know what I did, really, I didn't. She said, I'm frustrated with you. And it ended up being a miscommunication on my part. I didn't have my listening ears on very well, husbands. Anybody attest? It wasn't my wife. <laughs> But I misunderstood something and spoke out of turn. And guess what? We had a conversation. She let me know what she was frustrated about. I understood where she was coming from. And I, said, I told her, I said, well, I'm not leaving here until we get this fixed and worked out. I said, I don't want you upset with me. I'm asking you to forgive me for misspeaking and, and saying the wrong thing and misunderstanding. And let's get through this. Will you forgive me? 
And she said, yep, I will. We're all good. <laughs> wow. It is so amazing when you just talk and you communicate. She could have stayed frustrated with me and refused to talk to me in that moment. I could have said, you're frustrated with me? You got some problems. I guess we ain't going to talk anymore. That's not the way you work things out. You talk to each other. You communicate. You say, you know, what happened? Where did we go wrong here? Let's fix it. Let's forgive. Let's love each other through this. When we let bitterness take root in our lives... What grows brings darkness in us. Brings darkness in us. And the joy that we had in the Lord starts to be cut out from our life. Let's go to 1 Peter 4. You guys still with me? Yes. Okay. It's a heavy Bible. I had to throw it at somebody for sleeping. 1 Peter chapter 4. Verses 8 through 11. It says, Above all, keep fervent in your love for one another. Ooh, that's good right there. Oh. Because love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaint. As each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Whoever speaks is to do so as one who is speaking the utterances of God. Whoever serves is to do so as one who is serving by the strength which God supplies, so that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belongs the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So good. It starts out in verse 8 saying, above all, you know, not maybe necessarily with our relationship with Jesus or our prayer life, but, but above all, keep fervent in your love for one another. Keep after it with that love for one another because love covers a multitude of sins. So make it more fervent. Make that love more fervent. Show love often because love covers. It doesn't condemn or expose. I'm done with you. You've messed up one too many times. That's, that's not what love does. It covers. Love helps us bear each other's burdens. It helps us forgive. It helps us forget past offenses or sins. God love, God's love covers my sin, covers your sin. And in the same way, I need to love my fellow brother or sister. Love is an action word. You guys have heard that before. It's an action. Put it into action. Love people through things. We'll all be better when we put that into action. Verse 9, hospitable towards one another without complaint. This means people in here and outside of here. Be hospitable towards people, even strangers. You know, in Peter's day, being hospitable included opening your home and caring for needy Christians. What? Open up our home and care for needy Christians? Rick, the world's messed up right now. I can't open up my home to anybody. But that's what it meant back then. And how many of us could say right now, I would open up my home and just let anybody in that needed help, you know, that was a Christian, I would just open it up. And hopefully we can say that. But a lot of us are scared of that. I've got my father-in-law living with me right now. (laughs) 
We're being hospitable. He needed us. We opened the doors. Was it awkward for me a little bit at first? Yeah, that's my father-in-law. We're to love. Be there for people. Help them out. That's what we're called to do. Also included opening up your home for church services or small groups. I'm going to tell you right now, we started one. I don't know. How long has it been, Dylan and Audrey? Are we pushing a year yet? Close to a year. Uh, they started having a, a young adult. Yeah, I'm in there. Uh-huh. <laughs> young adult Bible study on Sunday nights in their home. It's been phenomenal. We study the word together. We pray together. Um, we just hang out and fellowship together in their home. They've opened it up every week for us to be there. Now, I encourage you guys, if you feel led to open up a small group in your home, do it. That's one way we can, you know, it's hard to get to know people in the midst of an hour and 15 minutes on a Sunday morning. Find some people that you can fellowship with, open up your home, break bread together, and enjoy each other's company and study together, or don't study together, play some games, whatever it is, just fellowship and love, love each other. Two things. It's been such a blessing to be able to do that. Verse 10 says, received a special gift. As God gives us each a special gift or gifts, he has given us a supernatural ability to minister to people through the power of the Holy Spirit. He gives us those things for us to use them and edify the body. And so free gift he's given us and he wants us to use it. And we all have different gifts, abilities, talents the Lord has given us and we're all part of this church body. We need to use what the Lord has given us to help build up the church. And I, for one, do not want you to sit on your hands or have your hands tied behind your back not being able to use what God's poured into you. Whatever gifts, talents, things he's given you, you let George know, and we'll find a place for you to serve and do what God's called you to do. It's so important, whatever he's poured into you, whatever he's given you, to use those things to help build up the body. And if you're not using them, shame on you. <laughs> Not shame on you, but use them. Don't be scared to step out of that comfort zone. I know you've put this in me, God. Show me a way that I can use it. He wants you to use those things. Verse 11, we want to make sure God is glorified in everything we do. It's not about us, it's all about him. We want to use those gifts for his glory. Help people at the church and outside the church. Let's jump to Ecclesiastes 4. Starting to get quiet in here. I need to start playing my music again. Ecclesiastes 4. We're going to go 9, 10, and 12. And I know a lot of this is used um, and geared towards marriage, but I think we can apply this in our lives as well um, as Christians. Verse 9 Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. For if either, either of them falls, the one will lift up his companion, but woe to the one who falls when there is not another to lift him up. Verse 12, and if one can overpower him who is alone, two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not quickly torn apart. Again, ties of union, marriage, friendship, religious communion. Christians were better doing things together Amen. and not on our own. You know, George has been in speaking that into the church that we're better together. That's true. We are better together. 
We have an advantage on the enemy when we join together in things. And the scripture tells us that right there. Um, and and I, I believe God rewards our efforts when we band together as a church and work together. God rewards those things. Verse, on verse 10 when it says, if they fall. Now we talked about that people fall. People make mistakes. Um, it just happens. It's life. It's difficult sometimes and we fall. We go through things. And again, this image is taken from man and wife, but it applies in our social ties as well. So when we see a brother or sister fall, we are to lift each other up. And there's so many opportunities that we have to be able to do this. And yet sometimes we ignore those. Whether it's inconvenient or, you know, I don't have the time or whatever it is, sometimes we don't pick those people up. And we know what's going on. Verse 12 says, is this saying, if you're alone, you can be at times overpowered by the enemy. I've been there. I've been through the depression, anxiety stuff. I, I know what it's like to make myself want to be alone. And that's not, it was not a good place for me. I understand that part of this. But when you have two, you can resist him. And a cord of three strands is not quickly torn apart. Again, we need each other. We need to have each other's back when someone's down, we'll come down here for a minute. Let's see. Dylan, can I use you for a second? I don't think he would tell me no, so that's why I called on him. <laughs> he kind of saw, we, we talked a little bit on this Wednesday, but if Dylan's out on his own, just walking through life, and he trips up and falls. He's struggling with something. You can go ahead and fall any way you want to. <laughs> He's down. He's hurting. He's struggling. And by himself, it's very likely that he's going to be overtaken, according to that scripture right there. That he's going to be overwhelmed with what he's going through. But if I have Dalton Kelly, he wouldn't tell me no either. And Dalton, Christian brother to Dylan, but sometimes, before we get to the good part, sometimes, you know, I just talked about this a minute ago, when we see people fall, I just ain't got time right now. We just hope somebody else will do it. Man, he's, he's messed up in some pretty bad stuff, and I, I just don't know... What kind of help I can offer him? And we, we ignore it. And we leave people struggling. When all it would take is just taking some time to invest in somebody and sharing that love that was given to us and coming alongside him and helping him up. Saying, I'm going to love you, brother, through this. I know you're struggling. I've been there too. I'm going to help you through this. I'm going to walk with you through this and we're going to overcome what the enemy's trying to tear you down with. Yeah. Then when another brother comes beside him, you know, stopping this, right. it's not easily broken. We get three of us together. We get a whole church on the same page. Right. Woo! Right. Thanks, God. get a whole church pulling in the same direction. You know, Fred talked about this on tag team preaching, unified, upper room, 
No telling what's going to break out in the church when we're all there for each other. We got each other's backs. Unified. How did the early church grow? Let's go to Acts chapter 2. Almost done. Hang with me. Acts chapter 2. This is how the early church grew. They were birthed. They were doing these things right here. Starting in verse 42. They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. They're fellowshipping together. They're praying together. Having each other's backs. Verse 43. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe. Man, when we come into this building every single week, there should be a sense of awe about us. And a lot of times there's not. We should walk in here and say, God, what are you, you going to do today? I can't wait to see how you move today. And just in awe of how great God is. And what he's done for us. And many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. You know, I think when we get on the same page and unified and have each other's backs in our church, we're going to see many wonders and signs taking place and salvations because everybody feels the love of God as they enter this place. And the Holy Spirit's going to be so strong tugging on hearts, but they can't help but just run to the altar and experience the same forgiveness that we've experienced in our lives. 44, and all those who had believed were together and had all things in common. And they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing with them with all as anyone might have need. Now hang on. And they began selling their property. Oh, my, 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 mine. That's our society. This is all mine. I've worked hard for this. I'm not just going to give this stuff away. To help somebody else. Yes, you should. What does that look like? We are all like that. Like, oh, I, you know, I once had somebody in this church offer me a vehicle for free. We were in a hard time with the vehicles, had an engine blown on a car, and someone in this church said, We have a truck. You can have it. I was like, what? What I left out is we'd already got a vehicle like the week before. <laughs> but somebody did that and said that to us. That's love. That's helping people through something. You can have this truck. It's a nice truck. Like, There's no way. Are you sure? But selling their possessions, their belongings, and just helping those in need. We can do that. We are such a giving church. I'm not, I'm not knocking that at all. We are a giving church. But this is talking about even selling off some of your stuff to be able to help somebody that's in need. That's a big step. It's opening a hand, instead of just keeping everything in here, we're saying here. What I have is yours. We're here for you. 
day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple. There it is again, one mind. And breaking bread from house to house, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved. That's how the early church grew. They had each other's backs through everything. And Jesus is very specific in the scripture to feed the hungry, give water to the thirsty, welcome the stranger, clothe the poor, care for the sick, visit the prisoner. He said all those things. Are we there yet? No. Let's be honest. Are we there yet? No. Do we have work to do? Yes, we do. Is it, can it be accomplished? Yes, it can. Yes, it can. We need to be the reason someone feels welcome, the reason they feel seen, the reason they feel heard, the reason they feel loved. We need to be that reason because Jesus put that inside of us. And to do this again, you might have to sacrifice some time. Is that really that big of a deal in light of what we're trying to accomplish for the kingdom of God? Scrolling through Facebook four hours a day worth more than trying to reach out and help somebody or encourage somebody? What does it look like when we say, I've got your back? George has been doing this thing for the last four or five weeks when we meet in our staff meeting on Mondays. It's amazing. It's powerful. It's wonderful. What does it look like to try to help meet people's needs? Somebody's in the hospital we can't visit right now. Somebody's got a need, we call them. George calls them, we put them on speakerphone, and we pray. You know, it's one thing to say, and I'm guilty of this, I'll be praying for you. And we don't pray because we forget sometimes. But he's putting us on the spot. It's a good thing, accountability. Hey, we got got so-and-so here and -and so-and-so, and we're going to pray for you. Karen, will you lead it? Rick, will you lead it? Carlin, will you lead it? And we just pray. And that's done so much for me that you know, we're not just saying that, we're doing it. And I know you guys do the same thing for people. That you'll, that you'll, you know, Glenn Lister, Glenn in here? Hey, brother. He'll just, he'll just type out that prayer right on Facebook when people come in. Yeah. I just say praying or hear my thoughts. Glenn's like, boom, I'm going to give you one right here. <laughs> and I love that about him. I love it. Keep going, brother. Keep encouraging like that. What else does it look like to have each other's back? Um, Building a deck for people that need a deck built for whatever reason, a knee surgery. Um, Giving food to people that need food. Staying up late at night talking with somebody because they're really, really struggling. And you realize they need me more than I need sleep. Because I'm an example of Christ. And I want to love people like he does. It's not an inconvenience. It's a blessing to be able to bless others. It's dropping what you're doing and just helping people when they need it. If it's at all possible, drop what you're doing and help them. You know, sometimes when you're able to bless people, it does more for me and maybe I think it does for the person that I was able to just bless. Because God's shown me that's, that's what I want. That's my love coming through you. Keep doing that. Keep
keep doing that. As I close with the praise team will come up. I'm going to ask for a a male volunteer. And, and as I asked for volunteers, Carlin reminded me this yesterday or the other day, that when somebody volunteers, you sign up for whatever Rick asks you to do. <laughs> so do I have a, a guy that will raise your hand and just be a volunteer for me? Dale, come up here, please. appreciate Dale. I appreciate his heart for God. I appreciate how Jesus teaches us in John 13 to be humble, have humility. He walked this earth doing all kinds of powerful things, healings, teachings, preachings, being God here on earth. Get your boots and socks off, sir. But Jesus walked around as a son of God. And in John 13, it talks about him being a servant to his disciples. But it's Jesus. He's all powerful. I mean, they should have been bound down to him. He wanted them to understand being a servant. He wanted them to understand what it means to have people's backs to be humble, to be, have some humility. That nobody's above anybody else. I've got your back, you've got mine. And at that meal that night, he showed them how humble he was. That it's not about me. It's about loving people. Serving people. And have each other's backs. God, I just pray for Dale, my brother Dale, right now, God. God, you see this man's heart. You know this man's heart, God. You know the things that he's been through, Lord. The struggles that he's faced, God. Lord, I just speak into him right now, God, that you just remind him, remind him that he's your son your child God and that you care about him that you love him Lord you see his heart when other people didn't you understand how much he loves you and he serves you God and Lord I just speak blessing over his life right now God I speak favor over his life God
Lord, that anything that he puts his hands to and his mind to, God, that you would be all over it and you would be glorified in it, Father. Lord, let him know that you've got his back, we've got his back. Lord, God, I know he's got ours. Lord, I just praise you and I thank you for him right now, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. each other's backs working together serving the Lord that's what it's about you guys all stand bow your heads Father right now God God I thank you for who you are God, I thank you for what you did in sending your son for us. Father, I thank you for taking taking our lives that we're headed down a path of destruction, Father, and just showing us such a great love through Jesus' sacrifice on the cross for us. Lord, that we could come into relationship with you. We can understand that people are for us, not against us. God, help us as a church, as people. Lord, remember that we're here to serve. We're here to be humble. We're here to love. We're here to be a reflection of you. God, if anybody's struggling with that this morning, God, that that your Holy Spirit would just pull in their hearts. And Lord, if they want to come and pray, just to have a heart that's more in tune with you, God. Maybe they need to rededicate to you, God. Be reminded of who you are in their life, Father. Lord, help us be humble. Help us have humility. Help us have love. Lord, if we, if we need to work on that right now, if we need things in our heart taken care of, God. Lord, if we have someone even in this building, Father, that we need to go to. Holy Spirit, do a work in our hearts right now. And as they sing, Father, we just, we just spend some time with you at this altar. In Jesus' name.